You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, this is your co-host, Ryan, from TLC, the Laughing Couple Podcast. Before we begin, I thought I'd take the time to introduce our guest. And let me tell you, you are in for a treat with this one. Why? Because we are talking all things sleep. With back to school around the corner, and let's face it, seven months of zero structure COVID living, we are absolutely freaking out with the thought of getting our two kids back into a routine. So, we brought in an expert for you. Alana McGinn is the founder and certified sleep expert of Good Night Sleep Site, a global consulting practice. She's also the host of This Girl Loves Sleep podcast and the author of This Baby Loves Sleep. Alana has established the worldwide brand of Good Night Sleep Sites as being the number one sleep resource for families and her and her team of sleep consultants strive in helping families, babies to adults, and corporations overcome their sleep challenges and have well-rested smiles in the morning. You can find out more about Alana McGinn and how to work with the Good Night Sleep Consultants at the Good Night Sleep site and follow Alana and all of her sleep tips on Instagram at G. N sleep site. That's G N as in good night sleep site. You're listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Okay, so welcome, Alana. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. 
I'm so happy. You're Our here. absolute pleasure. We were just, uh, before we were talking, I was just telling Elena that our daughter is um, not going to bed tonight. And I think she just realizes that we're podcasting with a sleep expert. And she's like, really, mom? Well, this is not going well for you. So I take that challenge and let's see where it go. goes. Perfect. Um, Okay. So if you've listened to our podcast before, we typically do something called I love you and you're annoying. Are you familiar with this? I am familiar with this. Do you have a couple lined up for us that you can let us into your life a little bit? So I was laughing yesterday because so my husband and I have been married together for over 19 years, married for 14. Um, And I mean, we've been in the same house together since March, right? Like, yeah. nonstop because we were, we both work from home. So yeah, I totally have a couple, but we'll just have, we'll just do one. No, I'm joking. He's <laughs> okay. amazing. Love him. But yesterday I go to clean the kitchen. And so my husband is definitely the more frugal out of the two, which is not a bad thing because mm-hmm. one of us definitely needs to be. Um, right. So he doesn't like to waste anything. Like, you know, the bottom of like the shampoo, if there's like that little bit left, to me, it's yes, like you leave gone. Six bottles, I have that little bit left yeah, and you and still leave them the in the shower. <laughs> totally. Yeah. He likes to fit, like he, you have to finish the whole thing. So okay. the laundry soap or the dishwasher soap was flipped over and I'm like, and I'm the one that does the dishes. So it really only affects mm. me, not him. So I'm like, if I know if I put it in the recycling, he will take it out of the recycling. Stop, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, he gets intense. So, but then I'm the one that's like, you know, when you're like shaking it in the, and shaking it in the, yeah, you know, yeah. and like never throw it out. And you're just looking at the, the full palm olive bottle that, you know, you're just going to get that nice stream come out of it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's, there's that there's, he'll, he'll mix like, you know, if you buy a new bottle of mayo, he'll mix the old mayo into the new, but oh then not goodness. to the expiration dates, like things oh, expire. That <laughs> one's not good. Right. So it's that. We're Those very are the different. small things that you're yeah. like, cool. Yeah. You should like fill up a empty bottle of dish soap and like just put like water and like food coloring in the same color of the soap and put like literally put like a third of it left in and throw it out and see what he I does. I like it. I, I have to just like hide like, stuff when I throw it out because he'll take out my yeah. shampoo and use it because he's like, there's still a bit left. I'm like, go for it. Oh, it's yours. I'm on to the new stuff. Like I've moved past it. You see, this is what I love about this segment. Every couple has these idiosyncrasies yeah. <laughs> that they find a way of making it work, even though it just annoys the absolute shit out of their partner. Yeah, that's yeah. marriage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You roll with you it. You have a lot. You have a lot of idiosyncrasies, Brittany. Oh well, I'm so, we, yeah. this. This isn't about us. Right? I'm just sharing. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm learning to deal. I'm learning to breathe. Okay. Well, we have Alana here, and she's going to answer us. Answer us. She's going to answer some really, I feel like meaningful questions that I think every single parent, maybe not even questions, but just scenarios like sleeping in general with children, I think just changes like drastically. Like I'm a crappy sleeper to begin with. And then Mm -hmm. we had kids and it was like, extend that crappiness to complete shit show. You're the worst sleeper I've ever met. (laughs) Yeah. I I also think we're wired a bit differently. I think all women are like that. As soon as you become a mom, you just, you hear it all always. You could literally fall. Is your husband, like, could he fall asleep? anywhere on the on a dime and yes. through and good good man. yes good man yeah no. good man. Yeah. Well, we're hoping that you can help us. We've got a lot of questions because we have two children. One is two, one is six. Okay. Our daughter has never been a good sleeper. In fact, to this day, wakes up around 12 o'clock every evening 
and comes into our room, mm-hmm. snuggles up in between us and sleeps there for the rest of the night. And I don't think that works. <laughs> Ryan's like, you're the definition of a cock block. <laughs> <laughs> and this is I your, would never say that to my not daughter. Not to her face, to but her. to me. And this uh, is your six-year-old. Yeah. yeah. So please help us. Ryan's like, God. I know. Listen, it's especially now. I mean, I don't know if this has been ongoing with her or if this is oh, something yeah. new with her, but um, I find that we're getting a lot of calls, even from past clients, just with children in that age group. Um, yeah. You know, COVID and, and the pandemic and everything has been kind of everyone's sleep has definitely taken a hit. But if it's been a long term sleep issue, um, it's it's just where you at that age, you know, the expectations need to be clear. And I know that that's mm-hmm. easier said than done sometimes. So we need to find, okay, why is she coming into your room? So right. are there any kind of anxieties? Is there any worries? Or is it just because she knows that she's going to be able to do she it? She can. Yeah. I think it, you know what, it really she's stemmed when she is, <laughs> but it really stemmed from like when we had our son Cooper, Right, Cooper would sleep um, in the bassinet. Like Riley would come in periodically when before Coop, like it just was never every night. No, she'd and come in and then we allow, yeah, we would, we would put, put her, her back, back to bed. bed. Yeah. But then we had Cooper and we were both like, oh my God, like we're so tired that we were kind of just like, you know what, if she's going to come in and sleep and we can sleep, we're going to, we're going to allow it happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, putting it back, you just have to make some sacrifices. We survived. Yeah. We definitely, I think it stemmed when Coop, um, because he was in the bassinet and she said to you, she was like, and this is how smart and conniving she is. She was (laughs) like, well, dad, I don't think it's fair that, you know, my brother gets to sleep with my mom and dad and I'm alone. And it was like a puss in boots. Oh my God. And Ryan was like, you're right. Come in. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so ever since then. It didn't go down exactly like that, but Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So Listen, a I new think, baby into the mix. I mean, that that's, you know, sleep issues can definitely stem from that. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's very common. So I'm telling you that to, so that you guys feel better. Um, yeah. But it's just what I always say at that age and really even younger than that is what tends to start happening is by allowing her to come into your bed. And we know why it's happening. You know, it's probably happening because she knows you're going to allow it. She so she's going to yeah, keep yeah. coming in and she likes to sleep in your bed. So why not? For right. Sure. So, but also what is showing to her without maybe you guys even realizing it, and maybe even without her re- realizing it is she it will, can start to think that maybe she's not capable of sleeping in her bed mm. all night with mm-hmm. her. And by you guys allowing her every night to do it, she's also going to start thinking that maybe you guys don't think she's capable of doing it, which we know is not the case. A, we know she's capable. B, we know that you guys think she's capable. So shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes. The old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. 
Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. That's where that communication comes in. And at that age group, that's where I always start is by opening up the discussion of, okay, what are the sleep rules? And it doesn't have to be in like a boring sleep rule kind of way of talking. Right. But, you know, these are the expectations. These are what we want. You know, we know that you can sleep in your bed all night. You're a big girl now. Uh, you know, we know that you can do it on your own. So, again, just starting that conversation so that she understands now that you know she can do it that she knows that she can do it mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you're addressing on why we all need to sleep in our own beds, why we mm-hmm. need to sleep, not just you have to go to bed, but why do you have to sleep? What does, you know, we always say eat your fruits and vegetables and don't hit yeah. your brother. And, and we explain why we shouldn't be doing all these things or why we should be doing these things. But we never really talk about, well, instead of just saying you need to sleep, well, why do you need to sleep? What does it do for your yeah. body? How does mom and dad feel when they've had a great night of sleep because you've let them sleep all night in their bed, you haven't woken them up. You know, how do you feel when you've had a great night of sleep? Like they want to please, she wants to please you, right? So- And she's right. And she comes in like, honestly, there has been nights, let's say we went to sleep um, and 
and maybe we're going to sleep a bit later. We don't go to sleep till like 1130 or maybe 12 that night. And if she comes in, one of us, because we are awake, we will walk her back to the room and like tuck her in and she'll sleep until like six right? Like, so we know that it's capable. And then the next day I'm like, you know, you did such a good job. Like it's praise. And she's like, oh, thank you. Um, so that like, we know that she can do it. It's just a lot of it's on us right now because we're yeah. so tired, but what are your thoughts on like bribing? What are your yeah. thoughts on bribing? I know, Ryan wanted to say it so bad because we're, or, or punishment too, right? Like, no, we're, just mainly bribing. Cause right like, now we're bribing. We have a, we have a bet. We're like, you know, Ryan, and Ryan's like, if you can sleep in your room for seven consecutive days, like what we'll do is we'll go to Walmart and you can pick out any toy under this amount and it'll be kind of a reward that you can look um, forward to and, and, and try to really get that. You know what I mean? Like, right. is that acceptable? And if it's not, can you lie to us? <laughs> so oh, here's no. the thing. I'm not, <laughs> no, listen, a lot of parents do that. And there's, there's the reward sticker chart, right? Which is, you know, yeah. a, a common uh, tool to use is, you know, if you sleep in your room all night, you get one sticker. And if you get five stickers, then just like you said, we'll get a toy or we'll get a treat. I don't tend to like to use them. And the only Mm. reason why that is, is because again, kids aren't going to find it nearly as exciting as I do. But I think the reward is like healthy sleep and sleeping in your bed Mm. all night. Obviously they're Mm. like, that's no reward lady. What are you talking about? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, But it's still important to, to teach her that she can do these things without getting something right. So Mm I would prefer you to not do that um, and to just start with the the communication and the consistency. Like consistency is key. So how you were saying, you know, she'll come into our room and then we lead her back into that and tuck her in. Well, she's mm-hmm. coming in for that little bit of attachment, that little bit of comfort. So instead of buying her something to reward her for doing something that she should be doing buy her something as a comfort item. So instead Mm. of, you know, you needing that snuggle from mom and dad, and then we tuck you into your bed, here is Mr. Stuffy, like whatever you want. A pillowcase that it's got dad's face on. (laughs) If you do that, please take a picture and send it to me. A cardboard cutout of each of us that we'll just put in her bed. That would be so creepy. And this is again, where that communication comes in. So when you do wake Mm -hmm. up and you want to have a little snuggle from mom or dad, and you want to come into your room, you don't need to do that because we know that you can sleep all night in your bed and we want you Mm -hmm. to sleep all night in your bed. So give little, you know, Mr. Stuffy a snuggle and we'll come get you in the morning. So it's again, just she gets a little bit of reward because she gets a new little treat, but that new little treat is being used as that comfort that maybe she's seeking from you at midnight instead of waking you guys up for it. I like it. I like it. I'm still probably going to bribe her for this week. <laughs> um, so he, here's my question. Um, and you had touched on it uh, a couple minutes ago about the pandemic with COVID changing everybody's sleep habits. Yeah. We, we have made the decision here in Ontario um, to send our child back to school and we're a few weeks away from school starting. And I'm thinking that the clock is ticking really like really fast for us to figure this structure out. Yeah. Would you agree with that? And then what would you suggest we do to break this cycle like quick? Yeah. So I'm also in Ontario and my kids are going back as well. So Mm -hmm. I I understand that feeling Um, and routines across the country, um, across where, however, wherever your listeners probably are, um, has definitely gone out the window with the pandemic. So kids, parents, everyone's going to bed 
later and later. Everyone's sleeping Survival. in the morning. Yeah. So, you know, I always say at least a week before the transition is going to happen. So you don't have to start necessarily tomorrow. We do still have, what, okay. three weeks, I think. Um, you know, start to slowly inch their bedtime earlier and earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Same with their wake time, earlier and earlier. And this is all ages, really even parents, because a lot of us are getting back at it, whether we're going back to work or just back into some kind of you know, routine and schedule, um, right. just take that week and slowly transition, uh, to the age appropriate bedtime that your child would go to when they start school. Um, and then what time they would wake up when they're going to school. So that come that first day of, of school, um, it won't be such a big hit. Listen, this first day of school will not be like last year or the year before, you know, we've, oh God, no. we've yeah. been off schedule since March, just a long time, mm-hmm. you know? So we have to expect that there's going to be a little bit of a rocky start. Even if you prepare, like I just said, with making bedtime and wait times earlier, this is where bedtime really comes into play, especially with the little kiddos, like especially with your six year old, mm-hmm. this is where the focus really needs to be on that earlier bedtime. Even when she goes back to school, even keeping weekends, I would say for at least the first month, pretty lax in terms strict. of, yeah, not strict, but just don't try and pack in too much on the weekends. Right. Like try okay. and keep to that earlier bedtime, even on the weekend. Cause she's likely going to need it for sure. What would you suggest is like a decent time? Cause like right now, Riley usually goes to sleep. Like we'd like to have her asleep by eight. Well, I, we, we tend to push an earlier bedtime for sure. Um, depending on wait time. I mean, they would still, I would assume probably for school have to get up what around six or seven, somewhere around. Yeah, seven. They, get, they get up at seven. They yeah, get up seven, seven o'clock. every day. They get up at seven. So yeah. And Cooper's, that's a, Cooper's usually earlier, but seven mm-hmm. o'clock for the most and part. That's a great wait time. That's a really good wait time. Mm-hmm. And actually your bedtimes aren't too bad. So for Cooper, who's two, um, yeah. you know, normally we say around, did he just turn two? like whereabouts is he? He turned two in May. So he usually will go to sleep. The problem is, is he's like, he's at a point right now where he's like, yeah, I'm not going to nap today. So if he doesn't nap, then he goes to bed and is like asleep by seven. Yeah. Um, If he does nap, it's usually like seven between seven thirty eight. Yeah. Close to eight. Yeah. So I would aim for, I would aim for no later than seven thirty if you can do it. I know it's hard with the nap. Try and cap his nap around three. I don't know what time he normally wakes up yeah. from his nap, but I would say no later than seven thirty. Um, and for your daughter who's six, I mean, an eight o'clock is okay. Like I wouldn't right now, especially with going back to school, I wouldn't go any later than that. And to be honest, she might need a bit of an earlier bedtime, you know, maybe bump him up to seven and bump her up to six 30, maybe just for the month of September. I know he's not going back to school, but just I know for th- both that- of us would be down for that. Like, yeah. I'm like sitting here like, how can we um, do like a six o'clock bedtime? For you're, say, you're, you're saying get Riley in bed before Cooper? No, no. She said Cooper in bed by seven, Riley in bed by seven 30. Oh, I thought she said six 30. And, and honestly, like Rye, when you're, when you're away, like when Ryan works um, and he, before COVID, he would be away for um, like a consecutive number of days. I would have yeah. to get into a routine to survive because I have to get both kids, right? And totally. I would have, and I, you always, like when you come home, I you're always like, well, are the kids sleeping? Like say you're out. And I'm like, yeah, like Riley was asleep, asleep in her bed at 7.30 because we would do bath time and then we'd have a routine. So she's then, blaming me for so this. So basically our <laughs> kids are shitty sleepers because you're like the fun dad and you're like, I play let's night. go get ice cream and go 
on this Ferris wheel. I totally get that. And that's probably the biggest pushback that we get from parents for an earlier mm-hmm. bedtime. And I totally understand that. Of course, you want to see your kids. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you have to create the schedule that works best for you guys, right? To make sure that mm-hmm. you are a happy and healthy family unit. So, you know, we recommend these times and then you guys just base your schedule off of that. You know, just just knowing that go, any kind of major transition. So anyone who's listening who maybe child is entering kindergarten or even the older kids oh, that are going back to yeah. school or, you know, transitioning, maybe dropping a nap, like any major starting daycare, any major transition, always focus on that bedtime. And while they're mm-hmm. going through that transition, make that bedtime earlier. And then once they're adjusted to everything, you can start pushing it back again. Now you, now you said a week, it, it, you think it takes a week or you, should it be longer than a week? Should we start implementing that earlier? You can. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start any later than a week. Um, you know, but you, I mean, it's, it's really up to you. You can start earlier. I also say, enjoy your summer a little bit, you know, so yeah. don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, as long as you give yourself that week, like I said, whether you start now or, I mean, I don't think you should start now. I think it's too early, but whether you start two weeks or a week beforehand, I still mm-hmm. think this year, especially things are going to be a little rocky off the boat. So, yeah. um, it's really up to you, up to the family. I find too, like, I think the biggest struggle we have, and I think a lot of parents can attest to this is like, you have this battle with like, okay, we're going to be these strict parents. We are like, we're not doing anything if it involves, especially when you only have one kid, if if it's between one and three and that's my kid's nap time, like, sorry, I'm not doing it, which is annoying because I want my kid to be a really good sleeper. I also want my kid to be able to have those nights where it's not so strict, but I also want to, you know, go away somewhere. Like maybe I'm saying like, do you have any general tips that you can give families who have young kids, like whether it's routines or, or whatever that you can maybe shed some light on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong way because I think it's so dependent on the family in terms of, you know, keeping to routine and keeping that earlier bedtime and consistency. I mean, I'll be honest, I was that family and not because of, not because I do what I do. Like when I had my eldest daughter, I wasn't a sleep consultant. I just sleep trained her. So, um, but you know, I, I really stuck to her, her early bedtime and her nap times as best I could. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. instances where you just can't do that. Um, but then there's some families like you who not like you, like you, you know, you stick to routine as well, but you know, who, who maybe miss naps and miss bedtimes for, for whatever we reason. No, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's us. That's, that's us. That's I'm a, trying to like say the problem like, is our, we are those people. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to be so polite. And she's like, well, not so really. Fair enough. And we're like, no, that's hundred percent us. But if that's what works for you guys, then, then that's okay. In a perfect world, if you have a child who, what we call is an independent sleeper. So one who can fall asleep well on their own, there aren't really any major sleep issues that are going on, um, nothing too severe. We always say practice that 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, really try and be as consistent as you can with their sleep environment, with their sleep schedule, um, with their, you know, day-to-day sleep patterns. 20% of the Mm -hmm. time, life happens, right? You want to go out one night, bedtime might get missed, you have a doctor's appointment, you want to go to a play date, whatever, that's okay. But if you have a child or a baby or a toddler who 
really isn't sleeping well and there's a lot of sleep issues going on and you know sleep training is probably your next step or you're considering Mm -hmm. it, that's where consistency is key and you have Mm -hmm. to be really consistent. Once that part of it is done and your child now, we're not dealing with a child with a sleep debt, we're not dealing with a child who can't um, fall asleep independently, then you can be a little bit more relaxed. But in those beginning stages, you got to be really consistent. Got it. Now, this is like, or do you want to talk about? Yeah, see, because I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation about kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's extremely important, especially with school coming around the corner. Um, but I, I know that in the, the interviews that you've had on CTV and breakfast television, you also talk about the importance of sleep for adults. Yes. My biggest question is this. If I wake my wife up snoring <laughs> and then she wakes me up to tell me that I'm snoring, would you suggest that she just doesn't do that and leaves the room? <laughs> or would you suggest that it's best to tell someone that they're snoring? Oh, my gosh. Oh, so first of all, you're talking about my life right now because my husband God. is the snorer. The um, worst. So here's the thing. If First, let's look at the major part of it. Okay. If you have a partner who is snoring consistently throughout the night, getting their seven to eight hours on average, that's what we're looking at, but still waking up really tired, having a lot of daytime sleepiness and like not just snoring throughout the night. Like we're talking mouth breathing, stopping breathing, that type of thing. Then I always say, don't kick them out to the couch, kick them out to the doctor. And it's normally actually the person sleeping Hmm. beside the snorer. That is the one being like, Hey, you know, you need to get that checked out. Cause that could be a sign Mm -hmm. of sleep apnea, which is a very common sleep disorder. If it's where I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. Right. I don't have it. He's just really annoying. (laughs) Which is shocking. Part Chewbacca, I just feel like. Because all the things that you talked about, getting tired during the day, waking up with headaches, those things I I experience on a regular basis. Now, I did buy a snore mouth guard. That has helped tremendously. Which does help big time. But I need, I still find that I need to get to sleep. I need to fall asleep before Ryan or I will not fall asleep. But the question is, should she wake me up or should she just let me sleep? (laughs) I mean, I can't. I have to ask, answer this as a wife and not as a sleep consultant. Yeah, she's going to wake you up because she needs to sleep. Like, like I, I just, it. it's, and I don't always, like, and there are some times where I'll be like, babe, just turn on your side because when he's on his back, right. he's like a dying giraffe. So I feel like when he's, when he's on his side, I can manage it and he'll go back to sleep and it's fine. So yeah, I'm going to like nudge you or like sli- silently put a pillow over your face, like one of the two. But like, there- I think that, because then what is it? Like, then as I'm leaving every night, that yeah. that begs the question: Is how healthy it is? How healthy is it for a couple to sleep separately? I don't feel like I want to do that. Well, yeah. maybe you can answer that question. Is that is that a good thing, bad thing, or <laughs> should she just deal with the snoring? Yeah. So, I mean, before we get into the separate bedroom discussion, because it is a very popular discussion, and actually, I think more couples than you probably know are actually probably yeah. doing it and very happily married. Um, for sure. But there's different tools that you can use. So, for instance, you have younger kids, so you might not want to go as far as like earplugs. For me, earplugs. My kids are older, so I don't have to worry mm. about them throughout the night too much. Earplugs for me are like a godsend. Um, mm. You know, you. Using things like white noise to try and just distract or drown out some of that, some of that external sound, some of that snoring.
snoring sound. Um, there's even devices actually that you can, and I don't know if you want to go this far, but that you can actually wear on your back, Ryan, that will keep you off your back and keep you on your side. So, and the, the mouth guard, the nose strips, there's different things you can do. Okay. I'm picturing the weirdest thing right now. Like this it's like a backpack. <laughs> like it, it, you roll over and it goes, do not roll. It's just a Gives per- shock it's treatment. just a person on your back the whole night. Make, you're crushing me. Could you imagine? It's this like massive shock. <laughs> Now, I don't think I'm going to be wearing that back. Fair enough. I didn't think you'd go that far. But if you're taking the step in terms of separate bedrooms, um, this is actually a more and more common um, thing. I'm not even going to say it's an issue because it's not an issue. And it's definitely a choice per couple. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like what you said, you know, I I don't want to sleep in a different bedroom and you don't have to. But more and more couples for the reason of they just want to get a good night's sleep. So yeah. whether it be because a partner's snoring, whether it be sh- the shift work community is growing, so whether it be you guys are sleeping at different times and waking up you know, each other because you're coming in at different times or for whatever the reason is, um, more and more couples are finding that they're just sleeping better in separate bedrooms. Um, there was actually a survey done in um, in the U.S. Um, that more and more couples are having the new, in the, it was a new home build survey that more and more couples were having new homes built with two master bedrooms. Wow. Um, That's interesting. Time to move, Brittany. Yeah. (laughs) We honestly, like we have a king bed and I swear to God, like we could have an even bigger bed because I am not, we're both not cuddlers. Like when I go to sleep, I'm like, okay, good night. And then I'm like, can you go over there into Narnia and I'll stay over here? Like, don't touch me. I just want, I need my own sleep space. You're the same though. What she's not telling you is that I get six inches on a king size bed to lay on my side. (laughs) It's only fair. The rest of it is pillows surrounded by Brittany. Yeah, yeah. It's great for me. <laughs> I mean, you have you have to do what works for you as a couple. Like I said, if if it's the choice is to stay in in the room, which you know is the obvious choice for for many, um, mm-hmm. it's okay. So, what can we do to kind of help with some of that snoring? So, like I said, this is when you go to the tools like the earplugs, like the sound machines, like you saying the mouth guards. If you saying that you don't have sleep apnea because you know you're you're not having the symptoms of the daytime sleepiness. I still think, I'm not saying you have it, but I'm still thinking, um, saying it's worth having that conversation with your doctor um, just well, to we, see. Yeah, we did. We definitely did. And I took the sleep clinic and oh, I, was, I went to the sleep study. clinic. Yeah, okay. you did. You and I was shocked to find out that I didn't have sleep apnea to a point where I'm like, can we test it again yeah. for another night? Yeah. No, that's good. he's like, I had a great sleep here. I <laughs> yeah, don't want to go back. wonderful. <laughs> No, and that's so good. And I'm I'm happy to hear that you did do that because it's such an underdiagnosed um, sleep issue because, you know, people just snore. So they're just like, I just snore. They don't think that maybe there's something more going on Um, and it could have a a lot of long-term health risks. So I'm glad that you did do that. That's good. Yeah. Now, speaking of sleep for adults, because we are now on that topic, um, you know, the the reality of it, Brittany and I love doing this podcast and it's not our job. Mm -hmm. So- you know, we get to fill it in like it's 930 this evening. We get to have these conversations late at night with our guests because our kids go to sleep and then we get to edit and, and do all of that fun stuff at night. And so our sleep now, I would say for me personally, looks more like 1130, 12 o'clock to 545. I don't think that's enough sleep. So my question for you is if I'm not getting enough sleep during the day, what are your thoughts on cat naps? No, you're, if you're not getting as enough sleep uh, during the, evening, the night. Yeah. In the evening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just sleep all day. <laughs> I got yeah, you. Yeah. 
Good night. And I think a lot of um, parents are going through this right now too, where more and more of us, I know I'm in the same boat too, even doing what I do. I mean, most of my sleep is uh, at night or most of my sleep, most of my work is happening at night because I'm <laughs> yeah. home with the kids all day. Right. Um, and I'm telling you in terms of early bedtime guys, as they get older, like I'm now going to bed at the same time as my 13 year old. Like it just hold on to those early bedtimes as long as you can, because eventually you have no choice. Um, But going back to that, napping is okay. It depends on the individual. So if you are someone who sleeps relatively well, falls asleep okay, isn't, you know, insomnia is is leading sleep um, disorder. So if you don't have kind of what we call chronic insomnia, where you are either having difficulty falling asleep or you are waking up throughout the night and then having difficulty Mm -hmm. falling back asleep, then a a nap is all right to take. If you are, are someone who's really struggling with sleep, we don't want to diminish our drive for sleep, which is what we we want to be building throughout the day by taking that nap and then robbing mm-hmm. us of our, the sleep mm-hmm. that we should be getting at night. So we want to definitely avoid that. Um, a cat nap is okay. If you are going to nap, there is a wrong and right way to do it. Um, so you want to look at like a 15 to 20 minute nap is ideal. Um, and then you want, or a full 90 minute, 90 minute is a natural cycle for an adult. So that way you're oh, cycling wow. through all the different stages of sleep. Um, and you come up feeling refreshed because sometimes when we wake up from a nap, you know, the times you wake up from a nap and you actually feel worse than when you you're like, what year is it? I yeah. That like happened that. to me often. Yeah. I literally feel like I, every single time I try to nap, I, it's like, I have regrets as soon as right. I like quote unquote, it wake ruins up. your day. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not actually sleeping. I'm just thinking about all the shit that I have to do. And I'm like, why am I trying to sleep? It's just, yeah. yeah I take cat naps sucks. because I get really bad headaches throughout the day. Okay. So, and I feel like that's the one thing that I can just walk away from my headache from. But they help. Those catnaps definitely help you when you have a, when you have a migraine. For me, I'm just like, no. If you are going to nap, commit to the nap. Like, so this is kind of what, you know, with what you were saying, Britt, where you're, you're asleep, but you're kind of still awake and you're not able to get that. Like if you're going to nap, commit to it. So get into an environment where you can really take a great nap, Mm -hmm. sleep for that, you know, that 15 to 20 minutes, that's enough to feel energized and refreshed. It's not enough to get you into that deep state of sleep. So if you're waking up after like 30s, 30, anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, that's mm-hmm. what, what we call kind of a sleep hangover. That's when you feel up yes. really groggy and foggy because you're worse. Yeah. You're not allowing your body to go through that, whole, that entire cycle. So short uh-huh. little cat nap or full 90 minutes and commit to the environment. So yeah. get into bed, darken up the room. If Turn you're sleeping the on the off. couch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like it's like my issue Emails. is like, I find, yeah. And I find like, it takes me quite a while to fall asleep. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's been probably 15, 20 minutes. I'm not sleeping yet. Do I just like, you know, say screw it. I'm not yeah. going to do this. Or do I persevere? And then it's like, I don't know. It's just like so annoying. When I was, when I, before I had kids, that was great nap. <laughs> yeah. Cause you didn't, cause you slept I worked until like, 11 o'clock. Well, in the, I worked till 3 30 in the morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was bartending. I wasn't doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> naps, I mean, anyway, naps, dep- it depends on the individual. I mean, I think for some, they can be completely fine. Um, yeah. But if you are someone who's struggling with naps, or like you were saying, you just you nap and you're just not feeling any better, then it's it's probably a good idea to just Crap, cut the naps out me. entirely. I'm kind of upset. Yeah, you got to stop napping altogether. Right. It's like I'll take one for you. Um, Alana said that you're not good at napping, so I'll make sure <laughs> to be the napper in this relationship. So to re- so to recap the conversation uh, really quickly, uh, get your kids into a cycle a week or two before school. 
let let that cycle go at least a month for the first month of school. 80-20, right? 80-20 rule. 80-20, yeah. Which, which pretty much just looks like one day a week that you yeah. kind of go off the rocker, right? Have a routine. Yeah. yeah. Get that routine in Back place. 80-20. Book, whatever it is. Nap. Cat naps are okay for Ryan for 20 minutes. <laughs> not good I'm for allowed, Ryan. I'm allowed to punch Ryan in the face. Yeah. If he's snoring at night, Elena also said that that was okay. Um, that when you're snoring, I'm allowed to She didn't poke say you. that. She was like, she I'm going to side with the wife. Anyway, moving as on. A, as a wife, not as a sleep expert. Moving on. She stepped over the sleep expert part to answer okay, that question. Okay, but let's let's let Alana say, um, like, if people want more information, yeah, how do we find you um, on this? And and maybe just to go a bit deeper and have a more personal experience with their family, how can they find you? And what what do they need to do? Yeah, so you can reach out. Our website is goodnightsleepsite.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm always over there. Uh, Gn Sleep Site. Um, I do. We do also have a podcast. This girl loves sleep, where I'm talking about obviously all things sleep. Um, Mm. We have some great interviews on that as well. Right now we have a ton of back to school stuff that's coming out uh, and not just back to school, but back at it uh, information as well. So uh, diving into kids and adults too. And uh, actually we're going to have a new site up with some new programs in October. So lots of fun stuff coming Yeah. Now we can also see you on breakfast television, on City Line, on your morning. You're you're on a lot of shows. Yeah, I I don't know when this is coming out, so I won't say what I'm going to be on this week because I don't know when it's coming out. But uh, you can catch me on a lot of morning shows coming up, talking about the back to school stuff. And, and I will say, I will say that in about three weeks, you might be getting a virtual phone call yeah. for us. Please do, and we'll just Hell let you bad. interview our daughter. Yeah, don't hesitate. Reach out. See no where problem. Really at. Thank you, Elena. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Bye. Take care. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the cycle babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.